Hey, let's get it. Let's it's get Friday. it. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Hey, this is that dance break music. Like, yo, hold up. Let me get my shit off real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That sound way better. <laughs> this, this is the shit that my dad used to say. We used to play Monopoly. And then he'll put this shit on and start rolling double six. Double six. Eleven. This motherfucker. He's in his own. What? He's, he's dancing while he's doing it. it. And he's like, you hear the break? You hear the break? You hear yep. the break? Just like that, yo. <laughs> I swear he was shooting dice in the alley, but I guess that's the story for another time. But this song oh, is shit. That's the not on the, the bottom. Because <laughs> you already know what it is. You already know what time it is. Setters and forgetters. Oh yeah. Let's do it. We here Friday. Recording on a Monday. Friday. <laughs> Friday. And I'm your hostess with the Moses. Robbie Rob the Robster. AKA Lil Debbie because I got that cake. AKA Zebra because I got them stripes. AKA mm, mm, Yo Julian, we miss you. Mm. And I'm here, <laughs> Setters and Forgetters. Yeah, and I'm here. He you. Never alone. Setters and Forgetters out there with Nano. Nope. Jen. Hi. David. Yo, and returning up? special guest. You already know who it is. Gina. Rio. Somehow you like make it Italian or some shit. How how long did it take for you to get that? He practiced what? it that, in the, that, in the mirror. Her, no, her I told name. you, yeah, I, wa- I watched a lot of wrestling. No, her name. I saw the America's <laughs> Got Talent supercut, and like, how'd you say your name? How'd you say your name? And she's like, it's Gina Brion. And you got to understand, for our setters and forgetters who don't speak the Spanish, the double L is the Y, and we don't know why. Hey, all right, I'm leaving now. Sorry. You've you've offended me. You've made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Matter of fact, matter of fact, square up, bro. (laughs) But yeah, set it and forget it. You already know where we at Instagram, at set it and forget it, all one word. Yo, anchor.fn forward slash sci fi, S I A F I, set it and forget it. And. You can catch Gina, deadass Gina Brion. Let me spell that for you. That's a B-R-I-L-L-O-N. On all your streaming services, and you can check out some fire-ass stand-up. You feel me? Oh, my God. Thank you. Super funny. Super funny. Super topical. You feel me? Straight from the Bronx, so it's extra raunchy. You feel me? in the building. You feel me? And she's always herself. That's the best part. After, well, obviously the last episode we just recorded, I feel like I know you on a personal level yes. now. <laughs> like, yeah, I knew Gina the whole time. Like, we lived on the same block. We've been chilling together for years. That, that may be some Bronx shit, though, but. Imagine if we found out we lived across the street from each other. Hey. Like, oh, my God, you went to Los Poyos Hermanos. Like, no, I didn't. Is uh, Sofia Vegata as, as hot in person as she, she is? She drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah. It is like. I mean, it's unbelievable how beautiful that woman is. She's yeah, one of these. Like, oh my god! Hell yeah! Every time I saw her, I was like, ah. <laughs> "Is Son Kao really an asshole?" Yeah, no, no he's <laughs> not at all. He's actually very nice. But like, is he nice now? I, I think know, people I guess think he is just time. because he's brutally honest in a world where brutal honesty is no longer valued, mm-hmm. and it's seen as bullying. How does he go over the line sometimes? Yeah, sometimes yeah. he thinks he's funny and he makes a joke, and I'm like, "That's why you don't make jokes, sir." <laughs> 
Um, that's your boo. That's my boo. That's, that's your boo. boo though. I will always defend my boo's <laughs> right to boo. his opinion. And if he says you thraki, you that's probably thraki. <laughs> Straight up. He's using all the Bronx lingo. <laughs> all the Bronx lingo. <laughs> Just when you thought we was bringing on special guests that was something different. Nah, jokes nah, on you. It's nah. another one of us. <laughs> man, man, Sophia Vegana. Yeah, she is so gorgeous. Like, so I have a side question. You know, I don't want to bombard you with questions. You feel me? I feel like our bombard podcast. Away. <laughs> yo, so... I was watching the quote-unquote supercut of the America's Got Talent, you know, when you made it and you was having your backstory and everything, right? How long do you have to tell your jokes? Because they didn't Only look... Only about two or three minutes. Right? I was about, about to say minutes. that. The interviews are a lot longer yeah. than the actual uh, performance, which is crazy, but it's because they're really trying to sell you on somebody's story. Mm. Like, their talent is one thing. But their story is the bigger sell. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you poor, you coming back for like the worst, the worser the upbringing, the more the story is. Yeah. Basically to make America fall in love with you and get those Essentially, votes Essentially, yeah. yeah. Even if you don't have like a tragic story or whatever, what? sometimes it's just a cute little kid that's super oh. talented. Your son? They're going to delve into, I know my I mean, son is. Son's so old. Yo, hit, hit him up. Hit him he up with the Teletubbies. so <laughs> cute, but he hates being on camera. It's oh. so funny. My son is like, anytime I have a camera on him, he's just like, ugh. <laughs> Can you stop, please? I'm just trying to be a baby. <laughs> it's hard to compete with with a, a very. Uh, I would think it's hard to compete with a, a, a girl boy, fifteen, like adorable fifteen. Yeah. Oh 16. yeah, you already throw in the towel. I was like, oh, these kids is too cute. Ain't I ain't winning this. Like I was like, <laughs> I ain't winning this. Joy, let me tell cute you about Capri Suns and my was, rubber duckies. Oh my god, yeah, they're like. It's just like well, I felt extra bad when kids are voted off, like. <laughs> <laughs> I see, but I, I'm not alive for those kids. Kid. That's exactly what everybody kids. said to me. That's what everybody said to me when I was when I was backstage crying, upset because they got rid of the, like one of the dance troops. That <laughs> one person came up to me, went, "Man, fuck them kids." Yo, I, was <laughs> like, I was like, "I can't, I'm a mom, I'm a mom, around, I can't." They're gonna be around way longer than those us. So poor babies. I was literally like, "You tell those babies that they are so talented." <laughs> I was like so affected every yeah, time they voted a kid off. True. Though. Yeah, it's a little little because they're so young. You know? They're so they're young. young, and I know it's a hurt that my ego can heal from. Mm-hmm. But like to them, it's a real emotional pain and a trauma. Yeah, and right. they'll always rem- they will always remember that too. exactly. And so it's like you really have to you know help them process it. But it's also a very essential learning lesson. Like this yeah. is the real world. You're not. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. not everybody's going to give you a pass to win just mm. because just true. even if you are incredibly talented. It's also like instilling in children, I think the most important thing is like or what kids. how do they define success? Because right. if success is defined by fame, you're already screwed. Mm. Mm. Because fame is a dragon you will end up chasing your whole career if you're obsessed with just being famous. Can you repeat that again? Or say a lot of for those are the ones in the back. Fame is a dragon you will chase. Your entire life, if mm. the goal is just being famous. Yo, Hallmark, mm. hit us up. Hit us up. We got gems. <laughs> that ass. Put Bro, that on a bookmark. Put that, shit on, put that shit on the wooden blocks. And we ain't talking about the dragon from Mulan, people. We're no. talking about the real I'm dragon. I'm talking about the scary Game of Thrones dragon <laughs> yeah. that was murking people. Oh, damn. I thought you was talking about Leroy, the last dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm mad at you, son. You know I'm mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that. We met him right. Was it the Comic-Con? Yeah, we saw Comic-Con. Him? Oh, yeah, Comic-Con. He did, yeah. He was glowing. 
Yo. You are so ridiculous. Get out. And he I'm had kicking to- you out of the podcast. <laughs> and he had the Jerry Curl still, too. That's right. He had to rock that Jerry Curl forever, Why? yo. How can you not see it? I said, Leroy. That was one of my favorite movies. Though, he like, probably, I'm not growing up, you crazy. He, he probably gets that. I could watch that right now. I said, can you teach me some moves? <laughs> Leroy. Leroy. So, who's the best? Moving on to my bombardment of questions, sure, right? Yes. Oh, so, I have, I have a written one. And then I'm reading it now. I'm like, you know what? I was probably late writing it, but I was That's at work. So funny. <laughs> In preparation for today, I was typing. Uh, like, I can't even read this shit. I was tapping into stand-up comedian specials as well as their interviews, which is very true, right? Yeah. So one of the most recent ones that I seen was a Breakfast Club interview with Marlon Wayans. Yeah. So when he was asked about how do you feel about the Will Smith Chris Rock incident, mm-hmm. right? What happened? One thing he mentioned was this quote, right? Chris was hurt and humiliated. But from this, he will be better. There's no more. There's nothing greater for a comedian than humiliation. Can you relate? Low key, yeah. Like he's not wrong. What fuels us in those moments, like understand how we heal from trauma. Mm. The issue with a lot of people and oversensitivity in comedy in general is because we heal with humor. Mm-hmm. And if you come to a comedy show and you don't heal with humor, then there's a good chance you're going to get offended by something. Mm. God damn. It is the way that we process things. So it will make Chris stronger. It will enhance his comedy because he will have this fire in him of how to deal with the trauma of, I mean, that is such a layered situation. And I hear people, first of all, let's just get it out in the open. That was not about comedy. Nope. Mm -mm. That was never about comedy. I don't want to discuss Chris Rock's joke. I don't care about the comedy side of it. He handled it beautifully and professionally. Mm -hmm. That was about trauma that was about toxicity Mm -hmm. and that was about the view of a black man in hollywood because Mm -hmm. it's such a layered situation and i've heard the idiocy that people argue is oh it's privilege he's privileged that's why he got to go up on that stage and do that that will smith was privileged yeah that that, that's okay right and privilege or like it's like so let me get this straight because he gets paid so much money to do what he loves to do. I could go up there and smack the shit out of him. That you. means I get to walk up on stage and Fuck while out. Assault somebody? Or I don't get to have normal a normal range of human emotions. Because here's the thing. With black men in Hollywood, too, and a lot of people of color in Hollywood, we don't get to have a normal range of emotion. Mm-hmm. If I'm angry, then I'm the angry, sassy Latina. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I if I while out because you disrespected me, I'm the problem, not you for disrespecting. It's like me. they want to categorize you. They want to yeah categorize and when you think and about downplay Will Smith's role in Hollywood as the perpetually the mm-hmm. nice guy mm-hmm. who doesn't curse in his raps, who endures countless attacks on his mm-hmm. family, yes, yep. on his marriage, mm-hmm. on his career choices. And then sits there in a room full of white people on a night where he knows there's a good chance he's going to win. They sat him up front. This is yep. their big night. And then his wife gets offended by something, shoots him a look. And we all know the a word kind of look that, that she is. gave him. Yep. And I am not. Look, I, I am not trying to blame Jada for what he did because I will not put the blame on Jada. Mm-hmm. However, to say that she didn't influence his actions would be a bold lie. Mm-hmm. And anybody that saw that situation knows it because Will probably would have let it go with a conversation after the show if she hadn't looked at him in that way, in that you better take action right now. Way. And so there's so much in that layered 
situation that people don't want to talk about. And everybody wants the division. That's what everybody wants. And that's the whole point of sensationalized news like this is to divide us into two camps. Those that support Chris Rock and those that support Will Smith. I don't support either. I am looking at this from a point of view of someone who is just watching something happen at a white event that they were not expecting because I don't hear this same upset or didn't hear the same upset when stuff like this was going down at the Source Awards mm -hmm. or when stuff like this happens at BET Awards because that's where they expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. So this is really about being at a white event and doing something they view as black shit. Very true. God forbid. You know, yeah. I got to tell you because we, we've spoke about this on the, on the podcast already, not with... Not that's what you. they're that's what everybody was freaking it was out just about very mm -hmm. unfortunate the whole situation is just very unfortunate for so many different levels like you said throughout will smith's whole career he's been this good stand-up guy right and you know it's unfortunate that on his big night that he chose to do well what happened you know he picked that night to do it you know and i feel bad and then before that remember they were they were they were boycotting there wasn't enough yeah. black people uh, getting And now they votes. will use this as an example. Now, you, you, you now done, this will you be an example. Right. Mm -hmm. Now you, this is black. This is why we don't let more of y'all in. This is why we don't nominate you guys. Because this is how you guys behave. Now they're going to use this as more fuel to say, oh. And this. that's why the more and more people that discuss this, it's just like, you need to discuss the real issues here and mm -hmm. not the issues that are meant to divide us as people. Because sensationalized news is always meant to divide us as people. Word so up. that we don't see what's actually going on and what we're actually, what actually the issues are. Because the real issue, I know it is that this happened at a white event. Yep. That's what the issue is. And everybody, I want to make it about comedy. I want to make it about this or about Jada or about Will and blah, blah, blah. No. no, this is about something happening at a white event that they had no control over. They never seen real shit happen in they real time. They never seen real emotions, especially from people of color, man. That's what they I was don't see say. real emotions. A white event and the altercation was too. Because if Tom Cruise would have went up and smacked Brad Pitt, things oh, would have been, been a little been. different. That was so funny. Yeah. Who you think would have won in that? Tom Cruise easily, hundred percent. He, does, he does his own stunts. Scientology rage, bro. <laughs> exactly. And, and Scientology the, rage wins out every time, bro. Scientology. He's gonna have the aliens get rid of Dash. Brad Pitt. That's it. It's over. Erased from history easily. Brad Pitt's gonna be fucking having yeah, all kinds does. of. Uh, it's gonna be like the fucking flashbacks. Men, the men uh, in black ninjas in the fucking <laughs> pens. Yeah. Like who? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be thinking about his Asian kids and Angelina. He's gonna be smacking time, oh, fucking rap it all over. I don't know. Yeah. No, but that, that's a also. I ne I didn't see it in that way. The way you said, it like it it does. I didn't see it as people of color in a white uh, event. But this has been very then, apparent when uh, hashtag Oscars so white. This yeah. was like not too. No, long but ago. I didn't. I see like the way you oh, the way you saw it is like. I see it the way you'd say it, like sen sen sensationalized. sensationalized news. Yeah. I'm like, damn, Chris Rock said a, uh, a, a, a crazy dig on, on his family or his mm -hmm. wife. And uh, Will Smith took it over the edge by smacking him when he could have just yeah. did this. Like, the I'm, easiest way to not deal with the issue at hand is to catastrophize something and make it a bigger deal. Than it actually is. Mm -hmm. This was big, a, a big man who is <laughs> years and yeah. years of being the well-behaved good guy, mm -hmm. right. and mm -hmm. this was supposed to be his moment. 
Fuck all and there's a part of him that probably mm-hmm. felt like the moment was stolen. Absolutely. By that whole interaction and that Absolutely, whole the yes. joke being made and Jada getting upset. Now his moment is done because now he has to react as a man. Mm-hmm. And you can only be emasculated by the industry so much mm-hmm. before you snap. You know, there's a reason why people walk away from the industry at sometimes at like the Chappelle level when he's walking mm-hmm. away. And a lot of times people just want to talk about the sensationalized stuff and not take a step back and go, wait a minute. Why would Chappelle walk away from this deal? There's got to be something going on that we don't know. There's something that's going on there. Mm-hmm. And instead of stepping back and going, wait, what's going on with Will Smith? Like, why? Why would he react that way mm-hmm. to something that really did not? need that kind of reaction right mm-hmm. that's something bigger that's today's day and age with news like mm-hmm. it's, it's a quick it's a flash in the pan well it's, it's everybody gets crucified immediately mm-hmm. there's no yep. chance for redemption there's no nope. chance for real conversations nope. because nobody can just talk like this it's like everybody has to get so upset mm-hmm. over which side is right no my opinion is right doofy it's an opinion there is no that right is. and wrong yep. which, that means you have your opinion and i have mine <laughs> and we could both equally feel strongly about it Yep. Which leads me to my next question. Hold on, before you keep going. Ooh. I like that doofy. She's adding lingo to to my uh, index. You never been doofy. called a doofy before? Nobody's ever. I think I would have to fight somebody. They call, call me, me doofy. doofy? That's re- disrespectful. But exactly. It's doofy to me. You a doofus? Not no. The, not the same. It's the not the same. Plural. You multi, you're multiple It's like when doofy. somebody calls you a fucking bozo. Look at this clown. <laughs> yeah, bozo you call me a bozo. Bozo. I'm a, get this clown I'm, out of here. Bozo's mass specific, bro. Don't get this clown out of here. Get this like, bozo out of okay, here. You call bozo's me a, clown, a tough one. Bozo's a tough one. That's what I'm saying. Imagine doofy. if you call a doofy. Doofy's like being not like a doofus. Like you a doofy. They can't even use the right word. It's not realizing that two opinions can exist at the same time. And there doesn't need to be a shootout or a fist fight over your opinions. You have yours and I have mine. Nobody's right or wrong. I hear that's a lot of... So I'll get back to my question real quick, but I hear that's a lot of issues with uh, women and men dating nowadays in di- today's day and age that people are Oofy. timid. <laughs> Bozo no, people, people are very timid to It's express. just the way she, she delivers it, too. <laughs> it's a very harsh... Like, yeah. it's a very doofy. Doofy. You got to gotta really punch him in the face. Right. Doofy. <laughs> that's the South South Bronx accent. <laughs> South, South South Bronx. Bronx. It's the way it hits you. Because imagine yeah. you talking to her... That's how people her, from the like, South South Bronx talk. Man, doof. Like, shut the fuck up before I smack the shit out of you. Why do man. I feel like you verbally punched me in my <laughs> throat right now? Now let's go outside. Don't ever call me a doofy again. <laughs> but so with today's day and age, people are scared to express their opinions and their feelings because it's like, oh, I'm gonna turn. Well, this because girl they off. internalize it. It's like if I give you my opinion and you don't like it, oh my god, oh my god you don't I, like I don't me. Like I'm a no terrible more. person. If you don't like my opinion. That's cool. Maybe I don't like yours either. That don't mean I don't got to stop messing with you. That don't mean I doesn't like that I don't still like Word. you. It's not like, oh, we disagreed. That ass suck my dick. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree Respectfully. with that. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Suck my dick. Like, get out of here with that. But moving to my nice question here. Comedy isn't always what it used to be back then, right? Stand-up comedy, in this case, isn't the same like it was back then. Because we've seen Richard Pryor joints, and we've seen Eddie Murphy's roles, and this is... Well, almost 40 years now. Yeah. And people are like, he couldn't say this. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. It's in a the world of, of comedy, time. and this is a world that I love. Mm-hmm. I've always loved comedy. And 
this does not change my love of comedy. But the fact is, when you look back at a lot of the stuff we were laughing at, we convinced ourselves that we were laughing at stuff and going, yo, that's raw, that's real. Mm-hmm. When really, we were laughing at disrespectful language that made us uncomfortable in the first place. And when I'm watching all these, when I watch old specials sometimes, mm-hmm. like, it does make me, like, be like, oh, like, every time they use a word that isn't tolerated now, like, we just go, oh, man, oh, man, I can't hear that word. And it was always like that Mm -hmm. the difference was because comedians and a skilled comedian will go up there and we are master manipulators of language and telling stories we can frame it in a way where we put it in this nice little should we take this offensive word or this offensive topic Mm -hmm. or this offensive opinion and whatever and we put it in this fluffy little story and we guide you along on this story and you don't even realize Mm -hmm. that you're laughing at stuff that it was like yo if my brother's gay. If somebody ever called him the F word, like, we fighting. Scraps. But mm-hmm. I used to laugh at comics that would say it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I took what made me uncomfortable in life mm-hmm. and laughed at it as if it was okay in that forum. Now, there are some comics, like I'm a Carlin fan, and Carlin was one to attack all of that. Mm-hmm. Attack all of it. And I loved it about him, how he would, because he was never on any real side. He was only on the side of logic. Mm-hmm. Where he would be like, logically speaking, when I look at these facts, when I look at these things, don't you see how it could be this? Don't you yeah. see how this is ridiculous? That, that's very John John Oliver is. <clears throat> yes. Where next week, last week, tonight. Where yeah. It's like, listen, y'all seen all this fuck shit. Mm-hmm. There's an easy way to solve all this fuck shit. But obviously, putting his own twist, yeah. putting it in a way that it's funny, but not really. Like. Now, when for, it's done in that light, yeah. It's, so I take for, for a big example, like when you joke about the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? I love those jokes because I'm like, damn, you really have to be there to really understand that what she's saying is not funny, but it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, seeing the A-Papa, seeing the dope fiend on the corner, it's funny to like visualize that somebody experience. who's not in New York. Mm-hmm. That's funny to but people that, that share the experience. Mm-hmm. Because we see it every day, and it's mm-hmm. funny to us. And even still, some people would still get offended by that and be like, yo, why are you... But I would, like, uh, the joke that I had about hollering at girls, how Bronx guys like to holler at girls, because I was like, I would never use that to boost my self-esteem. And there's part of me that's like, good, you should That's what's up, yeah. But unfortunately, not- a lot of times when you get hollered at in the street, we're like, okay, like, it bothers me. But also, um, damn, thank you. I damn, do look yeah, you I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> right. yeah. Like, like there beat. was a form of validation that was sought out. And this goes back to bigger sure. conversations mm-hmm. about women needing validation in general because of the view of beauty, the beauty standards in the world and the view of women and femininity mm-hmm. and how our ideas of femininity basically came from men anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it all goes back to us being taught how to be women and taught what, what validates you as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you get like, for me, it wasn't until I got older that I started to see all the messed up patterns and all the conditioning and all the programming that we all go through and then you take a step back. And that's the good thing about being a comedian is what I feel like our position is, is we take a step back from the world mm-hmm. and we observe it. And then we report, Hey, these are the things that I find ridiculous. Yes. I can just do that for the world. I said it better myself. I feel like every time I meet any of my, my girlfriend's from long Island. Yeah. And like the nicer part of long Island. And she seems to be, every time I meet any of her friends, like, yeah, my report. She's, she's not from Freeport. So, so Freeport's she, the she hood in, part of the She introduced Island. me to her friends. She's like, yeah, this is my boyfriend Roberto. He's from the Bronx. And I'm here. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah what up, nigga? Oh, my God. 
you're from the Bronx. Really, really and they're like, oh my God, you're from the Bronx with Bart. How is it living over there? And I'm like, yeah, I carry my knife on me. Not really, but... Like you really not really, but really not really, but don't look, don't look <laughs> at my boots. <laughs> We're so ridiculous. Don't look at my boots, though. Like feel safe, but like don't. <laughs> like I'm complimenting you. I'm really not. But that, but that's the like, thing. I got the that's, box that's, cut underneath that's, my tongue, but you can't tell, right? But you see, <laughs> that's that's that's, that's what Jane is saying. Like you, you, you can do it. Like you can yeah. put yourself and say those type of things. Because you make you're making fun of it. They don't know that that's what really happens. That's they don't what, know yeah, real life. you don't got the blade in your Tim's yeah. or you got the blade in your <laughs> cheek. That you got to be careful. Yeah, like, like whenever you travel, like exactly, like you you carry these weapons around for a reason. Yeah, like serious mm-hmm. shit. Like like there might be some wild shit. That exactly, happens to you. <laughs> where you got to take it out and either defend you gotta, yourself or you gotta make protect. some Swiss, you gotta make some Swiss cheese sometimes. You know what I mean? But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like you 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 use that that to, I I. I I don't know, like kind of like deflect on what how they see things. Okay, because they're seeing it like it's they're not a joke. So this is yeah, this is like so bad, yeah, and this I think, is like what we think the Bronx is. And sometimes as comics, we forget again that not everybody heals from humor. Not everybody looks at their situation and pokes fun at it, and that's part of their process. That's a, a cathartic process for them. For a lot of people, trauma is trauma, and they live in it mm-hmm. constantly. And people get addicted to their trauma and we're programmed to be addicted to our traumas. We are really led as a people to just constantly be anxious and worried and scared and offended and everything by media, by everything. It leads us down that road. So it's not surprising that comics who try to have this like world view of everything and then give their opinion on it end up offending somebody because if my opinion means that I'm poking fun at your favorite senator Mm -hmm. or I'm poking fun at the city that you're from and it's just my opinion of your city, it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Never, It's never that serious and it doesn't really matter. It's never that serious. And as a person who steps back, the problem is I can see it from both sides. Mm -hmm. Same. I can see it from the sides of like, oh, no, I get how cool we've been with talking disrespectfully about a lot of things that are serious traumas to people. But I also get it from the comedian's perspective of, yeah, you know what? Freedom of speech is a real bitch when people are saying what you don't like. Fuck yeah. And that's why we got this Set It and Forget It podcast. Because I can say whatever the fuck I want. Sometimes. I'm going to need you to calm down, sir. I feel very threatened <laughs> sorry, by your sorry, language right bad, now. And oh, not, I do not feel <laughs> safe, sir. And then we forget that we said it. <laughs> have, have, uh, there was a part two to that question. You ever wrote a joke? You ever wrote a joke? And you knew it was gonna like offend somebody, and you were like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm gonna just do it anyway." Yeah, she did a whole stand-up called "Easily Offended." <laughs> that's that's what's up, but like, no, not was intentionally. Was there like a point, like how how not how low or how high the bar is? I had a conversation, people. so I had written a joke that I thought was making reference to uh, the movie Pinocchio, right? Okay. And in the joke, I say, "I'm yes. a real girl." I'm a real girl. Yes. And I had somebody get offended at that, and like they wrote to me, like, "Here's what I will do, like." If you comment on a video or you comment on a post mm-hmm. publicly so everybody can see and you attack me, I will never have a conversation with you because you are seeking attention. Mm-hmm. You easily could have messaged me. My shit is not that private that you can't reach me. You could have easily messaged me and we could have talked about this. When this joke came about and somebody from the trans community got offended and they messaged me, mm-hmm. my response back to them was, you are right. I did not realize how offensive it was when I wrote that. 
But now taking a step back and looking at it, I see where my miscommunication mm -hmm. was because I was saying something there and whether, and people always have this, this, you know, the big thing is intent, intent, intent. And here's why I kind of understand the whole intent doesn't matter thing. I look at it as I always give the swinging door analogy. If I swing mm -hmm. open a door and you're behind that door and I don't know you're behind that door, but the door hits you, I'm still going to say sorry. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my intention to hit you, but I did hit you. So yeah. I'm going to say sorry. The issue comes when sorry isn't enough. Mm -hmm. The issue comes when now you want me to grovel. And now you feel like you're in the position of power to make me grovel and change everything about myself. I have no problem Ooh. apologizing for something that offended you. I have no problem saying that I was wrong and that I need to upgrade my way of thinking about certain things or update my way of thinking. But when you are asking me now to bow down to you, yeah, yeah, I'm not then you have now become the bully in this situation. Mm -hmm. And because people don't see it, because... After a while, you're no longer just apologizing for apologizing for what you said or what you performed, what was in a special or an interview or whatever. Mm. Now I'm somehow you're trying to get me to fix your trauma, which is what you came into this conversation with. Mm. And I cannot fix your trauma in a two to three minute conversation with you. And it's not my job to. But it is my job to accept the consequences of everything I say on that stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can say whatever you want on that stage, but you do have to be able to accept the consequences of what you say and make sure that you're informed. The worst thing is an uninformed opinion about something because not only did you offend people, but now you look stupid as fuck. Bang. Stupid as fuck. You're you look doofy. doofy. You're doofy. <laughs> Yo, you look doofy. Doofy, Like a real son. doofy out here. So, bet. Hold, hold on. Do you, oh. do you find yourself defending a lot of the things you say? Not a lot. Um... But every now and then, like, if somebody has a problem with what I've said, first of all, I just give them the space. All they really want is the space to air it out and for you to listen. And so I listen to them. And, you know, they need something in that exchange. They, they need to feel validated in a certain way of, like, you be patting them on the you've back. been heard. It's not about patting them <laughs> on the back, but it's, it's about making people that feel unseen know that they were seen and heard and understood. Mm. And... I can't help but understand that as a woman, as a woman of color, as a, a woman with a gay brother, like I can't help but understand people feeling unseen and having a huge empathy towards that. And so I will always have conversations. Like I said, if you message me, I will always have conversations with you. But like if you just want some big Internet back and forth, I'm not here for that. I'm just going to block and delete you if you make a comment trying to call me out because... I'm not here to give you that attention. Are you blocking them personally or you got your PR team blocking everybody? No, it's me. Yo, feel Ooh. extra offended. Yeah, feel You're extra doofy. offended. <laughs> doofy. It's me reading you <laughs> and it's me blocking you. You're doofy. Doofy. <laughs> doofy. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, though. Very true. <laughs> So yeah, check, somebody will probably have a problem with so that. So I apologize for the letters that will be written. Hey, look, yeah. well, you're yo, not, you're not please send us letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably not on that that uh, Dave Chappelle level where he is. He, yeah, really, he really just don't give a LGBTQ, fuck. LGBTQ, they probably well, they probably forming a team right now to kill. Them I now. think Chappelle is a genius. I also think that there comes a point where it's like, we get it, we get it. I I, I know you want to talk about that topic, mm -hmm. but like. We get it. I had the we same heard conversation you the first time. And it's like that. there's a couple of comics that sometimes will go back to like 
stuff they've already covered. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, whatever, material is material, and he's writing about his life, and if that's part of his life, then fine. Yeah. But there's a point where it really is like, you know, you said what you said. Mm -hmm. We understood it. We didn't like it. We understood it. Whatever. Let's move on. Let's move on from what you said. I agree. I think with him, though, was just he just wanted to be a dick. Like, he was getting so much backlash. I think and he was you know, getting if, so much that he was like, all right. you know." If the story that he's telling is true, and I only say if because I don't know the parties involved. If he's talking about his trans friend who was, in fact, unalived or killed, however you want to, you know, say it in this PC world. Oh, now you get smoked. Yeah, smoked. <laughs> who got killed by. Oh, yeah, that was know, a crazy story. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a touching story. It's, you know, but I do believe it could also be seen as a form of manipulation. It's like saying I have a black friend. It's like saying I went through this experience with my black friend. So now via him, I have this experience. The fuck out of here. And it's like you don't you don't get to jump on that yeah. like that. Like you've still said problematic things. And, and I'm sorry, but trans women are still being killed. Mm-hmm. Like it's like still. you have to understand the community that you're talking about and the trauma. And it's really more about understanding and respecting trauma in certain communities of people and having a lot of empathy and i had to be taught that empathy had the person from the trans community not reached out i wouldn't have taken a deeper look at what i said and realized damn that was offensive but there's people that come at me in a public way that i don't address and it's because you're attacking me publicly for a purpose you could easily message me and we could have this conversation that is a forget is Gina's DMs are open, but for conversation. Oh, for conversation only. Private. We sliding in those DMs now. She's Don't married. Don't sliding with in with no eggplant pictures, y'all. Fuck out of here. Fuck the, the shrimp. <laughs> with the shrimp pics. I don't want no shrimp pics. No pee peepees out here. <laughs> no peepees. No peepees. No peepees, no please. Have you ever Back had to? Dark to uh, <laughs> have you ever had to scrap with somebody off of a joke? No, because I'm not gonna say I'm quick to throw hands, but my thing is. Like I said, I'll square up with anybody. And, mm. like, there was one woman who had accused me of, like, taking one of her bits. So when she pulled me aside, she was like, oh, you did this thing on stage tonight that I do. And I was like, what is it? And she was, she said, I forget what it was. that I. I and to me, it was like a throwaway line. Mm-hmm. Like something you just say, almost like, hey, where are you from? Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. literally like a throwaway line. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, whatever. I said, so, all right, I won't do it anymore. Do we have a problem? <laughs> she was- and she uh, was like, uh, no, I she just was wanted like, to let no. you know. Um, it wasn't no problem. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it was that. just like, it's like, I'm going to let you know right now. If I get rid of it, I don't <laughs> want to ever hear this come up again. <laughs> so do we have a problem? Because I'm telling you, I'm going to get rid of it. And so she was like, no, no, there's no problem. And then she still went and like was shit talking me to some other clubs. But yeah. I, what a fucking like, hater. But she wasn't. People only have the level of importance in your life that you give them. Mm. And you and wasn't giving it to her, obviously. I wasn't going to give it to her. It's like I had this conversation with a best my best friend where, you know, we were doing a show together, and he felt like I had been disrespected. And I didn't feel like I had been disrespected because I, I like to live my life by that Eleanor Roosevelt quote. You know, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. I don't mm. give you consent to make Damn. me feel disrespected. Yeah, where's the bombs, motherfucker? Oh, where's the bombs? <laughs> Damn, son. Like, <laughs> you can't make me feel disrespected. <laughs> Ain't nobody making you feel disrespected And nobody sliding in those DMs with a shrimp (laughs) With a shrimp Don't be doofy in my DMs 
You will get put on blast. <laughs> Doofy.net. <laughs> NFT coming soon. That's so funny. Those uh, are those are out of hand though. Those those uh, eggplant pictures get crazy, right? I'm not gonna lie. This is wild. I got them Let's more when it. I was pregnant. Hey yo, oh. pregnancy sometimes is like a turn on. I was a sexy pregnant chick. I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie. Hey, that's how. You- I was you. glowy AF, bro. I, got, I was glowy. I got you, I got you right yeah, now. I got you right now. I, uh, hey. Hey. Yeah, I'm pregnant. So what? Wait a second. So sexy with my pregnant self. No, not for nothing. That's the thing, cause I, you know, there's some women that just you, you have, a, you know, Yo, they get they get a little rounder in the front. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, some, there's some women that they've been pregnant. I'm like, holy shit. They'll be like, why are you sexy? I got damn. Part I, of it, I think, too, is like on a cellular level. I think that it's an attraction of like, oh, she fertile as hell. Yeah, maybe. I do think like, like it's we like go back a, to our caveman, like, yeah, a caveman oh, instincts. Like, she can make me a baby. She got baby bump. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be that she can't get pregnant again. Or just like the fact that uh-huh. she's pregnant to another Her man like goes like, right no, out the window. Over. Right? No, it's done. One Word. and done. It's like, it's there's like already one in here, my friend. Sorry. That's Got my body. Denied. My body was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the fact that she's pregnant to someone else, it just really doesn't even matter. Like it just goes no, right it out doesn't. the door. That might be so, something. To, you, part you of men it are too. Savages. Like knowing so that, funny. hey, yo, she let me hit it, and she has another. She already has baby. a baby in there. What am it's, I worried about? Exactly. My worry. Was you gonna get double pregnant? Yeah, exactly. double. <laughs> the baby looking all kinds of spe- <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> That baby comes out all traumatized. Word, like a baby doof. came out like, well, I don't know what happened what? there, but I'm here. I remember a lot of banging and head tapping. Word. It was a lot of banging and it's just jumping around. I was That's very, crazy. I was very active in the womb. Never knew why. <laughs> She's gonna say Terrible. David. On the t- I'm gonna imprint David on the top of that. Jeez, Louise. Oh my God. Jesus. Lord. This is where we add all the all the sound effects. <laughs> this is it. This is all the sound effects. I, I lost the sirens. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving right along. Moving you, along. You live in New York now, right? Yes, I do. You live in where? where Astoria, Queens. Astoria. Shout out to Astoria. I'm a Queens resident too by uh, residency. I've been out here for like a year. Did you hear that they're opening a jail in the Astoria Queen Q Gardens area? Not Astoria Queen. Good. I got a couple people they should take. Q Gardens? <laughs> I'll give them a couple they're, of names. They're opening bro. a prison. I'm Check glad. This out. Check this out. They're opening, quote unquote, a detention center. I read the news. Nothing jail? A nothing jail? Nothing jail. Not the nothing jail. Nothing jail. A nothing jail is when you're non binary. You don't know what you are. They put you in the non non binary are my favorite people because I love those pronouns, yo. yo it he, sounds like old English to me. <laughs> they over they there. They dine them, y'all. Use. But by on the window break. <laughs> That shit is sexy. I'm gonna the, find me a non-binary. I'm gonna make my husband. I'm gonna be like, yo, yo you're, you're non-binary. non-binary. <laughs> you date them because I, I let's, so. let's role play tonight. That's, that's our role play. I'm they gonna change you your want, pronouns in my role you play. Want, you come to dinner. <laughs> you they I'm them. What's what, up? what y'all want for dinner? <laughs> what y'all want for but, dinner? So they're opening a, de- a detention center in mm-hmm. the Kew Gardens, Queens area. And the people in the area are really up in arms and pissed off about it. Yeah, because Kew Gardens is bougie as hell. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting it in Kew Gardens? You don't got to arrest mm-hmm. nobody. We're Go quotes. over to 21st Street. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Over 30. Go over 21st Street. <laughs> but people yeah, are up in arms. Weird. And one of the quotes from one of the people in the area say, I don't want my kids to be surrounded by that. Right? Now, growing up in the Bronx, mm-hmm. I used to take the two train all the fucking time. 
right there on Third Avenue, right next to the Burger King, is a whole fuck. It has is a juvenile, right? Yeah, it's a juvenile, it's a juvenile detention, detention center. center, right across the street from the high school, right across the street from the park. I grew up pretty cool. You feel me? Yeah. All my friends grew up pretty cool. Now, I'll do you one better. In the area that I live in specifically, in uh, Queens, I'm by the Long Island City area. Uh-huh. A couple blocks away, there's another Queens Detention Center. And I'm like, on yo, Van Damme Street. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty cool. Is it yeah. Queens? It's pretty cool out here. Detention Center Van Damme. What is it with people that are so fucking pissed off that they don't want to be surrounded by a prison when, A, it doesn't look like anything out of the ordinary it looks like a regular business building and b or two whatever this is a sheltered you're talking about sheltered privilege well, it has well, you to said be the word i was gonna go with shelter yeah how about this one would you rather have a men's shelter in your neighborhood next to your kids in your school or would you have a prison see in the prison I'll, they're in there they locked up it's they already locked up that was the craziest shit now this old have, ass bitch said she was like i don't want shit. my kids surrounded by no so, prison and i'm like these these ninjas yeah. is already Why? locked up. They're what the fuck going they gonna to do? With and, criminals. Yeah, in Glendale, Queens. Like, you you act like these kids are all <laughs> angels, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? In Glendale, Queens, they opened up a men's shelter about like a year or two years ago. Uh-huh. And there was a big protest because they were like, we don't want these men over here. I get that because too have fucking bad. men who are probably on drugs. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe they predators, are rapists. Like predators, yeah. like that. They're just coming in. They need a shelter. Or, you know, maybe it's a halfway house or whatever the case might be. I get that. But you're talking about a prison. They're locked up. They're, they're locked, locked up. up. Yeah. The walls are damn near They're not 10 going feet. anywhere. What the There's fuck you not, looking not at? Not every prison is going to have a con air moment or Whoa. some shit where... The only thing that you're going to see is the, family The longest members. yard over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to family break out. like Going to visit them. Other than that, you're not seeing no prisoners. So, not going to see no Andy Dufresne's running but, around. Like, relax. Look what you just said. You get you have to see their family. Like You see their family members. Now, the people that go to prison, not everybody... Has a fucked up family. No, but I most mean, people that I go mean, are in so prison stupid. have fucked up families. Yeah. So now those families coming from the Bronx. Wow. To Queens. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it, allegedly example. Allegedly coming from the Bronx. They Why coming from the Bronx to visit. Doofy, you <laughs> You acting like a real do right now. Right? I, said, I take you it back. I redact my statement. I redact my statement. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Don't even ask it. Nah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Though. Like now, they don't want. It's that not the people the in jail. Yeah, it's yeah. the people coming right? to visit the people in jail. Uh, now, yeah. here, now, now hear me out. Act up. Hear me out. They're going to be drinking Hennessy, lighting candles outside the prison. Here's Rob's <laughs> twist on this, right? Gina, I'm a John Jay graduate. I got my bachelor's of science in criminal justice, right? Ay, you feel me? I do, I do that. I flex that a lot. And I feel very passionate about the law, despite me not being in it. However, I do okay, have a lot of police count. officer friends and yeah. lieutenants and all these other people. And I feel for that, right? So my theory is like, yo, let's have... This is going to sound mighty controversial and Mayor Air Adams is about to come at my neck. But let's have more communal jails, right? Because my process is like, yo, what happens when your boyfriend, somebody gets locked up? You go to Rikers, cool. Mm-hmm. People are already dying in Rikers, so what's going to happen? Overpopulation, they send your ass up fucking state mm-hmm. 10 hours out. Now, I got to take 10 hours of my day, take my kid out of school to go up the fucking yeah. state. To see their dad. That's fucked up for the re- the whole rehabilitation part of yeah. the jail system. Again, John J. Hooligan. Feeling very passionate about all these laws and I got one for all you. these things. Go ahead. He should have been more considerate and not. And I second that. I 3,000%. I'm, I'm a double-edged sword. I don't feel bad. You do the crime, you do the wow. fucking time. 
But however, that's heartless. Could you be so heartless? We need more heartless motherfuckers out here because look at what's happening in Buffalo. This fucking 18-year-old motherfucker. Let's not get even started with that. Yo. The, 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 that's, this white boy walked away with not a damn scratch. Not a damn scratch. Not a damn I said another one it, arrested with no again, problem. Yeah. Reading, reading the news, the black community outraged. Of course. If the black kid, whatever it was, was holding a screwdriver, he would have got he super smoked He could be sleeping 3, in his bed. Just sleeping in his bed. Black people can't even sleep in their beds at night and feel safe in their homes. But this little white boy to do something like this and they're escorting him away like he's the fucking mayor. They got that Ninja McDonald's. I swear to God. Oh my God. There's no way. So again, you know, we're, we're very, a very neutral yeah. party podcast. You could feel however you feel. Cause we all but have you gotta our point out the inconsistency. You got, this is least, some bullshit you know? going on upstate. There's some bullshit going on in the prisons. I don't mind more prisons in New York city. I get this. We're running out of space, but y'all motherfuckers want to be having 20, 50, 60 kids. Can't afford them. My bad. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> you see? Like, my bad. Fucking, you know, <laughs> fucking massacre. Kill 10, injured three uh, others. And this is the crazy And you get our scot free. Like, okay. And what's no. going to happen? Oh, he was just a kid. He's only 18. Men to, men to. Oh, he wasn't mentally stable. Yeah. His mind is still, your mind is not fully. De- get the fuck out of here with all that bullshit. There's too many instances right now in America. Mm-hmm. Columbine, Virginia Tech, Sandy Hook. All these school shootings, for example. It was I, just a shirt. It was just shooting. a very regular convenience store. Your regular boat deck. Not really a boat deck. What your regular you path marks, shop right, all these spots. Imagine a motherfucker pulling up with ARs like, I'm going to kill all the black people. And, you know, you know, sorry, I'm getting all Bill Maurer or very red lefty activist, whatever. But this is some very serious shit that I'm very concerned yeah. about living in New York mm-hmm. state. Fuck the city. The city's already bad enough as it is. Yeah. Now we got motherfuckers upstate with ARs. Yeah. And manip- not manipulate. Uh, maybe King. Dudes from the Bronx. Dudes from Brooklyn. Shooting and doing dumb fuck shit. Right, it really is now leading all back to my question. How do you feel about prisons being built in your community? I'm with it. I'm with it. That's all we needed to know. I'm with it because what is the real issue here? What is the real issue? You act like there's not criminals around you right now, bro. Like stop being blind to the fucking world. Pedophile Steve across the street from your family. What happened? Like. You would rather they just be out in the streets? It's like what Jen was saying. Like, these people are locked up. You really want prisons to get overpopulated? You really want that to happen and then spillover to happen and then people to just get out because they got no room? Mm. People that have not been rehabilitated, people that are not ready to be back out? That's what you really want as opposed to having a prison? You know how much I would use that prison to scare the living shit out of my son? Walking by that shit every... Yo, you act up, we sending you to spot for That's where you go. We sending you a spot for That's tonight. Great. Stop being afraid mm-hmm. to show your kids what also the real that, world that is law like. That they, they, they're going into jail, they're coming right back out. That's mm-hmm. bail reform. That's oh, different. Bail reform. Yeah. But that's that's a whole different mm-hmm. beast. That's, yeah, bear, that's bear you live in New York. Like you getting like you know. Dude, you get that's a, very problematic. You get charged. Right now. Very you just problematic. Get out. That's it. We waiting. But see, and this is and, wait. and then they doing some horrible shit. And it was like, damn, he was just locked up. The other day. That's what happened. And he this got is... back out to, to be able to do this. Yep. Yeah, but that's what's happening now. That's so basically, if you commit a crime, and you're going to get charged for it, but guess what? We can't house you in these prisons, yeah. and we can't yep. put you in Rikers right now. There's too many people in there. So, so go we're going to send you out, go home, eat, chill, be with your girl, and when and we're ready go right for back you, out and do the next. Leave the state. Yep. 
Leave Go on vacation. Wing. Come back. Go to Puerto Rico. Come yeah. back. No, don't go to Puerto Rico. Uh, street street justice. Wow, why? What's wrong with Puerto Rico? Nothing's wrong with Puerto Rico, but I don't want those type of people going to Puerto Rico. Oh, That's true. Him. I feel got you. Him. Okay. Flip the, whole, scri- flip the whole script. Flip the whole script. I get you. I I. I thought you was being doofy, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you about to get your D card. That was a doofy check. You were check. <laughs> <laughs> I switched it on you. I'm like, oh. oh. I was like, oh, you right. No, you valid, not doofy. You valid. <laughs> Are you good at cutting ass? Growing up, Obviously. a comedian being nah, stand up. I mean, yes and no. I don't like to do it though, like a lot, because I feel like if it's with people that stay respectful, then fine. But a lot of people get disrespectful with it, mm-hmm. and like it, it really has to be people that I know. You know what I mean? That we could poke fun at each other and then like chill afterwards. Because some people get yeah, wild yeah. with so it. So Comedy yeah, Central yeah. calls you and be like, "Yo, we're doing the roast nope. of Justin Bieber hard part two. Past hard Them? past yeah, one. They get crazy. I don't really like to fuck with celebrities. I'm sorry, they live a weird lifestyle. I don't want to be part of that lifestyle. That's that Scientology. That's that like or just like. What if they ask you to do like a roast on like Gabriel or George? Nope, mm. I would pass on both of them. I'm <laughs> really? not. I'm not a roast master. I'm not a person that could intentionally be mean to people, especially people that I look up to. Yeah. The people that do it, great, because they are phenomenal at it. I would not want to be in that situation because I'm gonna feel already. The thought makes me nervous that I might have to say something that's. A little disrespectful to us because they dig. They go hard, deep, man. Like, I can see. I can yeah, see you go, say something you make hard. so they hard. I'm like, I love you. I'm the sorry. most craziest <laughs> shit. I love you. I'm so sorry. You know, the one, they made me the say craziest it. shit we seen was the the flavor flavor one. What they said he looks like a skeleton wrapped in electrical tape. Nah, that that was <laughs> and I was like, that shit was disrespectful. I was gonna say I'm not. That's no, 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 no. That's nothing. That is just facts, right? But. I saw one with Pete Davidson. Oh, yes. boy. You know, his dad died. Yes, yes. the firefighter. Yeah. That died in 9-11. Yo, yes. they were Yo, they roasting. Was going they hard. were on his father. Yeah. Like, they and I was care. like, oh, my God. Like, this yeah, is Yeah, they like, went hard on that. That's why I don't mess with that stuff. Like, even when comics were doing it for each other, when they were doing roast battles with each other, mm-hmm. I never signed up for it. I never wanted to be a part of it because I'm like, I don't have... I'm not that good that eventually you're not going to say some personal shit that's going to mm. really piss mm. me off. Like, I can't. And then I go for the jugular, and then and it's not going to be funny. Now now we, and now we got to fight. Now we beefing. Yeah. And now we it's gotta literally fight. like that. It's like, literally, now we got to be beefing because now I don't yeah, fuck with you as a person. You know, <laughs> you know, it's similar to, like, you know, <laughs> when I was younger and my parents used to, used to tell me this shit, fuck. but now I find myself telling my son this, like, and it's true. It's the same thing. When you, when you play with your hands, I don't like people playing with their hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. So me, I, when I was younger, I didn't give a shit. We, I used to do it. But now that I'm older and I, I, like I see uh, my son playing with his hand with his friends or his cousins, I'm like, yo, don't do that shit. I don't like that shit. Because then somebody's going to hit the person the wrong way mm-hmm. and they're going to get serious. And well, then there was that whole dumb serious. shit that kids were doing for a while where they were walking up to people and just slapping them. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait <laughs> yeah. till you slap the wrong motherfucker Word. and get your little ass beat. Because if if you gonna do that shit, you gotta be ready. To and I was hands. on the train one time when there was a group of kids on the train. I'm sitting there, and there was another guy. He was bald headed. He looked Mexican. He was some kind of Spanish, and he was just sitting there minding his business. And he took his hat off, and he was bald headed. Group of kids there, um, and the doors open, and he fucking smacked the guy. Had his head down, and when I tell you, he smacked the shit out of that guy, his head, and they all ran out the train. And I was like, this shit is some, that's doofy. That's some, that's doofy. some real doofy, doofy shit. It's just terrible. It's like, who's raising right. these kids? Who, who, 
Nobody. That's the shit. Nobody. Nobody's the raising these Nobody kids. Nobody is. God forbid you actually say that. Like, yo, who raised you? Yeah, who raised you? Know, you? Who raised you? So we'll talk about my mama. Yeah, who that's raised you? That's why I used to fight in middle school. I wasn't good at cutting ass, but I was good at fighting. <laughs> See, I was the opposite. I was good. Like, was cu- I used to be able ass. to cut your ass so bad that you would want to fight me. But you you used to try to do it to me, and then when I used to take it there, they used to be like, oh, nah, yeah, nah, you wild. Nah, you nah, I used to cry. Far. I'm wild. You, you just, me, you just like, said this, this is wild shit, too. Nah, fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm but, too, I get too angry. I can't. I'm not mm-hmm. good at that nah, at all. Now nah, I could cut ass. Because I, I don't take nothing offend. And you can't say nothing to me that'll offend me. Because I... Even if you say some real shit, it's like... Even, yeah, I'm just like, oh shit, okay, like... <laughs> you right, that's you valid. You right. <laughs> fuck you, but I... I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh shit, good one. Like, but fuck, true. you really got me. <laughs> Damn, you really did your research. <laughs> oh shit. Fucking, you fucking got Facebook got. searched me. Good shit. Like, I don't care about, like... I said, that's one thing. I'm not... I'm not Easily offended. Now, That's if you try to get crazy, know. crazy, and you like trying to make me get there, and I'll get, I'll go yeah. there if you want me to. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like, okay, like yeah, after a while I can't be funny no more. I don't joke like mm-hmm. on that. I snap on all my friends. We all snap on each other. We'd be fucking a whole yeah. fucking roast yeah. fest. We easily. do on each other, but we don't talk about mamas or. or now, yeah, like, we don't. We never, don't go like, deep. A, it never goes to another realm. Like, yeah. Oh, you, you know. want to talk about mamas? <laughs> you want to talk, talk about mamas? <laughs> he was so, talking about making another one. They're talking my about ass. I one. saw that interview. He was like, nope. Seven hours of makeup, sitting still. I can imagine it's like motherfucking Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's ripped. But imagine you know and, Zo- and Shorty Gamora. Yeah. Imagine all. I don't give a fuck how much money I'm getting. Nah, you know, yeah, my, you're no, full of you know shit. how numb my ass you're about to be? You're full of shit. No you're way. You're full of shit. Yeah, nah, so, so what? Money, I'm gonna sit my <laughs> yeah, you right, so what? But seven nah, hours so, sitting so, on your so, ass? Sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes they It is worth it. To you, to you, because that's a lot of money to you. Now, yeah. you're talking about uh, Marlon Wayans. He has money. He's He yeah. he could sit there and, and make that decision like, all right, is it really worth me sitting doing there that? For seven yeah, hours like, and are they nah, really going to give me my money for it? Oh, yeah, well, he's already in a position. To you, if somebody come to you be like, yo, I'll give you $5 million if you sit down and fucking act like a woman and you got to put all this prosthetics on you for seven you, hell yeah, that's yeah, yeah, easy. Seven bread. hours, no worry. Seven, because seven hours isn't the hours. end of your work day. Mm-hmm. People don't even understand the math in that, where it's like seven hours is just you sitting in the chair. Exactly. You're yeah, filming yeah. Yes. all day. Imagine yeah. that. So Damn, you didn't do that scene right. Yep. Take. Now we yeah. got to, let's that's do true. it over. Seven hours just on the makeup. That's you haven't even started makeup. filming yet. But that's like these people that, that turn down these big offers, mm-hmm. I can see why, because they're like, oh, like do Jim I Carey. really need it? Yep. Like, yeah. is it really worth when me he did doing the Grinch, it? Jim Carrey, when he did The Grinch. Yeah. That had to have been yeah. crazy. Forever, yeah. Because that now, makeup was crazy. I do have a question for you. Yes. You You did mention it in the, kind of, in the last episode where you were like that, the Uber driver was talking to you and he'd be like, oh, say, yeah. say a joke because he know yeah. you're a comedian. Do, do people really go up to you and be like, yo, tell me a joke? Tell me a joke. 100%. Like, that's terrible. That's wild corner. That's doofus. That's doofus. That's doofus. That's well doofy of I see, you. I see it as like, there's videos of skateboarders. Like, if you see somebody with with a skateboard, you'd be like, oh, do a kickflip. Yeah. yeah. They tell them because that's like a thing for skateboarders. It really is a thing. That they, so I was kind of, I wanted to ask you that, but you kind of brought it up. So they I really see. come up to you and, yes. and say like, do you tell say me a joke. I know I do. I sometimes I'll do a knock knock joke, 
Or sometimes I'll do like one of my favorite like old jokes, and I'll be like, "You didn't say I had to be. It did, you didn't say it had to be for my act. You said tell <laughs> wow. me a joke. Gotti. That is your fault. <laughs> you be telling the Tin Tin joke from Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell you something, but like it ain't gonna be for my act. You're not paying me. You get a knock knock joke <laughs> during my. You visit me during my office hours. Knock <laughs> knock. I would do it just to be a dick. Like if I was comedian like you. Yeah. You know, and they'll be like, oh, come, you know, tell me a joke. joke. I'll be like, knock, knock. I'm hitting you with the fucking, the orange. Suck my joke. dick. And they walk away. <laughs> oh. That's great. I love it. Cool. Right. That's what she like, told us right. to suck her dick. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Suck my what dick. What does it mean? Knock, knock. Who's that dick? Dick who? You. Exactly. You a dick. Hey, Get, out wow. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yo, Jen, you about to do your, your next stand up. Woo. Let's go. You got another one? No. It's like, nope. One and done. Thank, thank you for coming, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Our stand is called Kamang. 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 So Kamang, if you didn't know, Gina, Kamang means thank it's you in Vietnamese. Oh, nice. We're, we're multi-lingual. Beautiful. In- English, sometimes Spanish, sometimes wow. Sometimes German. English. I'm learning <laughs> German, French, and Italian. That's fun. On Babel? And on Rosetta Stone and Duolingo. Yo, G- wow. German is mad fun. It really is. Very like aggressive. once you once you start mixing, <laughs> once you start figuring out where the word and verb and noun goes, yeah. it's a wrap. It only sounds like they're cursing you shit. out. Very hey, you know. You ever seen them hear them talk? The yeah. only German song that I know is from Ramstein, Duhas. Duhas is just du- like that. Duhas. You know what that song is like? What du is du it? Hey, hey hello? Duha du, du is has. you. Du hast, you have? Yeah, it's like you. The song is you have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. You have. <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> I listen yeah, you to one that's called uh, German. Uh, literally, Furimar Young, Furimar Young, which is Forever Young. Literally, Furimar Young. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's Got a new him. song. No, it's not. Open up no, everybody's it's not. musical it's a third remix eye. in German. <laughs> Jen, you said you had a question. Shoot. Oh no, because we, we t- earlier we were talking about like relationships and everything. Yes. So um, I think you kind of like touch base about you were having a conversation balance. with your husband. Yeah. And you guys were talking about balance. balance so can you yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, uh, I have a lot of conversations with people about relationships. It's something that if I wasn't doing comedy, I'd totally mm. would probably work in the world of like relationship therapy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what couples what ends up bringing couples apart and i think what is a bigger part of breakups that nobody talks about is the fact that there's a lack of balance between the two parties in a relationship balance creates peace when there's peace in your relationship it's just that should be your peace your relationship should be your peace but when there's a lack of balance then you have regret you have anger you have all these things that come in Mm -hmm. because there's a lack of balance you have jealousy because of a lack of balance. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, communication is very important, but part of that communication between a couple needs to be like, how do we maintain the balance in our relationship at a healthy level? Like, that's for everybody. That's a fair time, like, for even for alone time for your partner, where it's like, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I love my husband to pieces. That don't mean I want to be around him 24-7. Absolutely. We were just talking we talked about, about this. We covered that. Episodes. It's like you really be the fly we on the wall in our episodes. <laughs> I feel like we were talking about that, and you you, you need to be your own individual yeah. person. Yes. And he needs to be his own individual person. And we were just talking about whether you're married or whether mm-hmm. you're boyfriend and girlfriend, it don't matter. You got to have that Even space. Even if you're the type of person that's like, 
like my husband's definitely more social than me. Mm-hmm. So like if he wants his like alone time, a lot of times that's going to lunch with a friend or like, you know, he goes away and works the weekends in Jersey. So he sort of has a little bit more alone time to play with, even though he is still working. Mm-hmm. But that's that's his thing. Like my thing when I have my alone time is a lot of times it's me chilling at home or me chilling by myself or, mm-hmm. you know, going to a karaoke spot by myself karaoke, or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like I we have our things, but you it's essential for your mental health to have time to yourself. You have to learn to love spending time by yourself. This is why when people are single and they're like, I'm learning to love myself. I'm learning to give myself the time that I have historically in my life, in my love life, always given to partners and never allotted myself that grace, that time. Because when we get into a relationship, sometimes it can almost feel like a job trying to get balance between the two worlds of my alone time and my time with my partner. It shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. It should be conversations with your partner that are like, you know, I was talking to a girlfriend earlier and I said, you know, maybe you just need to have this conversation and you tell them, I need at least one day a week where I do my own thing. Mm. And you need a day, at least one day a week where you do your own thing. Mm-hmm. 100%. Don't feel selfish now. It yeah. takes a big, it's some a people time. are not big enough to do that. Like, and it's harder know. when you have kids for sure. Like I have mm-hmm. a little boy now. So like alone time is a complicated thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like my, a lot of times my alone time is me still working. So, yeah. you know, there's still not a lot of alone time if I don't take it for myself, but because I've had that conversation with my husband, because we have this open communication of like, and I've never been the woman that was like, if he was like, I'm going to go out and hang out with so-and-so. Okay, cool. Have fun. Have I've fun. never been like, I'm going to stress oh, you all who, night. I'm going to press going you. With? Where what you, you going? Doing? What you doing? Like, no. And calling calling the whole time. We've created a level of trust based on what we've already been through in our relationship, our open conversations with each other, and a whole lot of therapy has helped us to create balance and we still have to work on balance it's not like it's always going to be this constant flow that's perfect life happens things happen and you always have to be like okay you know when you're off balance with somebody yeah you absolutely know when it's not there and that's what creates the fighting and the anger so much (laughs) resentment And it's Seriously. a conversation that not enough couples have. No, you're 100% because just like, honestly, like my situation right now is because we just normally, we normally t- talk about me and Gary, our, our relationship and how we have great communication right now. Of course, there's always situations where mm-hmm. we kind of like, you know, have a little conflict, but we always resolve it. Because I feel like I'm not going to be spinning in circles and keep on mm-hmm. going around the same thing all the time. We're going to resolve this now. Or what's happening? Because I can't do that. So right now, our communication is like almost perfect, but it's still it needs some work. However, we were talking about um, just the other day where we were saying like your friends are your friends, my friends are my friends, and work. you know you do what you got to do fine. separately, and that's perfectly fine. But now I w- I'm in a situation right now where we're spending a lot, m- not a lot more time separated because we're still together and our communication is very solid. That's why we're not like fighting about it. He's doing his own thing. He just got back into school re- recently. Shout out to you, Gary. Shout out to Gary. His, his, Nerd. He has a new business going on. He's doing a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. My work right now has been, like, my, my actual job job is very busy. Yeah. I'm doing a lot more overtime. And then I have Jen's Delights. And that gets very busy. And then 
with us doing our own thing separately, now we have to find the balance or the word is balance mm-hmm. now. Like how Jedi. do we balance? You guys sound like Jedi Knights. Man. How do we balance our own family mm-hmm. and then our personal time together? And we just had this conversation. I said, listen, we're, going, we're doing a lot of things separately. I don't want us to lose who we are. So mm. yeah. I told him, like, hey, this week is very busy for me. You're starting school this week. Next week, we're going on a date. We're doing something. He said, no problem. Pick a day. We're going to go. So we already dedicated that we're going to do something just for us. And that's it. Yeah. Because then now we're like, all right, we got the day over with. Let's <coughs> go back to what we're doing. Yeah. It has to be some type of balance and communication, 100%. Because if you don't have those two solid core things, you're going to crumble and it's fall. It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall it's apart. It's going to. You and need I'm like that. So Word to the big great. bird. I'm so grateful and like appreciated that we have that because my past relationships were not having that mm-hmm. at That's all. Why. It That's was horrible. Why. That's why this one probably feels, it feels a lot right. more like home yeah. and a lot more yeah. like this is something I want to And you're older, on. you're more wiser. Yeah, but that yeah. balance and is 100%. Your expectations, you already know. It's not something that people really think about enough in relationships mm-hmm. when they're having trouble and things are in strife. It's like, oh, your balance is off. Mm-hmm. Where's the balance off? Where's the power dynamic struggle? Where, where is it going? Because you're not creating this equal, this equality between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that, there's always going to be somebody who feels like they're getting less time or they're just lesser or not considered or not mm-hmm. that. And like, it's been a lot of conversations with my husband. And, mm-hmm. you know, every one of us has trauma. From somewhere, you know, we are people interacting with other people that were raised by people and 90 percent of people Mm -hmm. are garbage. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're dealing with so much trauma. And that's why it's also important to know what your partner's triggers are, where their issues come from and have those conversations. Like one thing my husband said to me that I never forgot, because like when we first met, I had to tell him that I was going to therapy, that I had been in an emotionally abusive relationship Mm -hmm. And that I was healing from that relationship and working out a lot of things for myself. Nice. And hmm. I remember, like, the first time we sort of had a fight, he said to me, I realize that this is a trigger for you, and I know it's not about me, and that's okay. I'm not going to get angry. And I was furious. I was livid. And it was just this calm response of, like, I know that this is coming from a place of hurt. Mm-hmm. that's why it's important that your partner not only know your story and know where you're from. I'm amazed by the amount of couples that don't talk about their childhoods, Word. that no, don't that's talk weird. about the things yeah, that no. trigger them. That, that's weird. You know, the first thing that I told my husband were my triggers. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I told him because I'm not in control of my emotional response when it happens. I'm not in control of it. That's unfortunately that's what a trigger is. Mm-hmm. It's literally like pulling a fucking trigger. That's it. You, mm-hmm. There's no Happens. time for me to take a step back because I'm reacting. And so it's important to have those conversations and it's important that your partner have empathy for your triggers because if you tell them your triggers, if you talk about your trauma and your partner is like, cool, when are you going to get over this? That's not the person you should be with. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I dated that. Yep. I dated that before, and it was like, it, it just made it worse. <coughs> yeah. One, it made the trigger worse, and two, it's like you're so hurt. Like, you're literally vulnerable, and you're you're giving your heart out mm-hmm. to this person. You're talking to them, and they're like, well, basically saying to you, sounds like a you problem and not a yeah. me problem, so when we going to dinner? Like, what? 
Yeah. And it's like, no, I, I need somebody that's going to be there and be empathetic on days yeah. where like, and it's really true. We all have some kind of trauma. So we all have days where we feel like this is too much and we're going to fall apart. And without mm -hmm. an empathetic ear, without a partner that you can lean on in those moments, you feel so fucking lonely. Mm -hmm. And that just creates so much problem within the relationship dynamic. And this is like talking from someone who has done like horribly in terms of relationship dynamics and accepted a lot of horse shit from people, you know, and really had to work on myself in a lot of ways. Even when I was, even when I met my husband, I was still doing fuck shit because I had no confidence, because I had no self love, because I had been through something and I was healing. And it's like, it's everybody's constantly growing. We get so married to one idea of a person. Mm -hmm. You know, you meet a person, you get into a relationship with a person, and you expect them to stay that same person throughout their whole relationship. That's a, that's true. And, and when they change and grow, you get yeah. tight at their growth and their change. But it's, it's like crazy. you can't expect so, people. Yeah. We're all growing all the time. Mm. So there will be constant. We can't be afraid of change and growth anymore because it's a constant in our lives. If anybody stops growing, you don't want to be around that person. Mm -hmm. The world changes and we change with it. Yeah. Big facts. And but see, what you're saying is perfect because with growth you, in a relationship, you're changing, you're molding into different things, but there goes that balance. That balance has to play a part. That communication has to play a part. Like, you can't be single-minded. You can't be closed-minded. You have to, if you love and want to be with this person, you want to grow with them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Through the, the good, the, the bad, whatever. The you're person growing, has to want molding, to. right? Yes. You, you have to be. A person I, has to want yeah, to. You, they don't want to, then exactly. that's your you answer. You to. know. I can't even find the word for it, but you just got you got to be there for that person. You have yeah. to understand. If you really truly love somebody. And you and should it, grow with them. And that's, that's just, forget about just partners in life, friendships, yeah, family word. members, all types of relationships. Yep. This all plays the same part. Somebody's changing for the good or the bad. It is okay. Mm -hmm. They're going through a process. Yeah. They're going through a, a life experience. Learn with them as they're growing. Figure out what's happening. Word. My husband has grown so much from when we first met. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it a lot. And he's always like, it's you that changed me. You changed me. You Aww. came into my life and you changed me. And I'm always like, I know. That's but cool. Thanks. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. But take credit yeah. for making right. the changes the in moves. your life. Yeah. Be proud of yourself. You don't got to tell me that I changed you. Mm -hmm. I see the change in mm -hmm. you. But if you hadn't willingly made those changes and worked on yourself, there would be no change. There would be no growth. So give yourself the flowers you deserve Absolutely. for 100%. that growth. Word. The fuck? 100%. Mic oh. drop. <laughs> was that hey. doofy sound? The, the do whoops. That's 100%, bro. You're speaking facts. Yeah. As we said as a forgetters. Not for nothing. It's kind of attractive. When, like, you know, for, like, as a... Like, I'm, I'm, if, see Gary right now, take, like take he's time, been growing. Take no, I'm just, th just thinking about everything. Like he's grown so well. Like same thing in since we've been dating. And I tell uh -huh. him all the time, like, you hot man. Like you growth is sexy, bro. Maturity like, and I'm growth. Like, Yo, no, for real. Like from Word. when yes. we first dated to now, like you a whole enlightenment is whole sexy, man. bro. You a whole man. Like, hey. some, some, something changes about your energy mm -hmm. when you level up. As a person, mm -hmm. level up in your personal life and your personal growth. There, it, it, there really is an attractiveness to somebody who has taken charge of their life 
And in a lot of ways, I was making a lot of excuses for a period in my life so that I could be self-destructive mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. be negative towards myself and reinforce every negative thought about myself by using negative behavior mm -hmm. and bad decisions that I knew were bad decisions. And I stopped making those excuses. I stopped excusing myself mm. and I stopped hurting myself. And a good way that I think somebody had put it was, I think it was Nikki Glaser who t shared this story on her Instagram where she said she was talking to a friend and she was bashing herself. And her friend told her, picture yourself as like a little girl. Would you say those things to a little girl? Mm. If you think of yourself as a child, and would you say the negative things that you say to yourself every day in your head to that little child? Would you say that to Man, a that's child? That's deep. I'm about to start crying. Like, that's yeah. mad deep. Cause you, I'm thinking about, like. It's, it changes. It oh, changes shit. your communication with yourself. Like, yeah. it really does. That's deep. Y'all want more free knowledge? Go follow <laughs> Gina everywhere on Instagram. You feel me? Your Instagram handles your name. Gina yeah, Brie. I'm mad lazy. Gina Brie. <laughs> it's Gbrion on Instagram and then on the tickety talk. It is Gina Brion on the ticket they talk. Damn, that was deep. That was deep. That was so deep. Now, yeah, relationships. We, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, easy. I'm gonna use that. Yeah. I like that. That was really. Go ahead deep. and use it. Use it because I, it. Once I saw it on Nikki's page, it changed the way I communicate with myself so much because every time I say something negative to myself, I stop myself now, mm. and I have to say something. My best friend is the one that told me like, if you say something negative to yourself, stop yourself and then say three positive things. To Dang. Yourself. Positives always outweigh the negatives. Yeah, I mean, we're moving That's right along, stuff. right? That was deep. We kind of ran our course. The episode is now at a cool hour and twelve minutes. We keep, can keep going. going. Oh wow! I figure I have these nice rapid fire questions. Okay. But my setters and forgetters hostess, right? They know what's about to go down, right? Yeah. When, you, when you start adding the genuine, yeah. let me fast forward a little. This is the Puti song. Everybody it is. Knows. <laughs> with, this is the Puti song with the Puti questions. Puti <laughs> question time, guys. question time, right? Before your marriage, right? You was out here. You was, you know, <laughs> with other men, right? Who you been talking to? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's your source? Erroneous. <laughs> right? You was out here. So... Similar to like how the Olympics, you know, they have the village and everybody's uh -huh. having sex. Is there a similar convention for comedians that all these other comedians are banging each no, other out? Like most comics don't like to date other comedians, honestly. Because they're like, too funny. No, because there's always an <laughs> unspoken too, too competition. Because there's always, regardless of how much, if you're both in the game and you're really in the game and you're really about that life, mm -hmm. there will always be some level of competition between the two of you. Somebody gets, you know, on a late night show and you don't. Mm. You get a special and your partner doesn't. Mm. You start blowing up on the scene and your partner's still working their way up. So a lot of the times, do they hook up? Yeah, a couple comics will, like, sleep with each other. But, I mean, because there's a couple hoes out there in these streets. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Do you think? I may have been one of them for a brief period of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I may have made some hoe-like decisions. You feel me? <laughs> but... I don't know. It always kind of like there's a there's a few successful comedy couples that mm -hmm. I know, but most of it always just ends up falling to pieces for one reason or the next. A lot of times it can be ego in this industry, you know, or hoeness. There's a lot of hoes. There's a lot of hoes in every of, industry. A lot of hoes. Don't don't be fooled by the rocks that they got. 
Yeah, but, probably but, uh, imagine. Because it's probably herpes, not rock. Oh, shit. Wow. Not that hoes get herpes. Regular people get it too. Regular, regular people get herpes, you was know. Shout out to go, people with go herpes. Go get tested. Is that it? Now, I got more questions. Do you like it from the back or the front? Oh, whoa, whoa, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> chill. You almost got punched in the face, my dude. <laughs> chill. You almost I, got slapped with a microphone. Damn, I almost came swinging around. <laughs> he was just testing the water. I had to, I had to make sure. I had to waters. make sure, but you didn't answer. No, nope. she's not gonna answer. Not gonna answer. answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> David, you was on Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yeah, that's a wild story too. Actually, is it wild? Like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> sucio. No. Um. So I was performing at. Kimmel's Comedy Club the weekend mm. it opened right hey. so they were gonna do a big like like the I think it was the Friday night show or maybe it was a Saturday I don't remember but it was like the big night with the red carpet and everybody came in and like I, I didn't give a fuck so like I, I was idea. like ever I'm, a, I'm <laughs> still working tonight it's just they didn't even know if I was gonna get to perform that night because they um. didn't know they knew Jimmy Kimmel was coming through with some famous people and like they were probably gonna go up and perform so they were like mm. we don't know if we're you're even going to perform. And I was like, cool, can I leave then? Because <laughs> if I don't got to work, I don't want to hang out here. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go chill with my family and blah, 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 whatever. And so um, they were like, nah, you got to stay because we might end up putting you up. And I was Ooh. like, oh, my God, fine. So I'm chilling in the green room. Jimmy comes in, so I got to get out of the green room. And then they open the green room to everybody. <laughs> did, did he give you that awkward silence? Uh, like, oh, I got to change. See, what had happened was, <laughs> imagine if it was the same thing. <laughs> I was just chilling in the green room. They said, yeah, you could go back there, right? So then all of a sudden I hear like, I hear his voice. I hear Jimmy Kimmel's voice in the showroom. And I see that he's got a camera crew with him. And he's making his way to the green room. And I know I'm not supposed to be a part of this Damn. shit. So he comes into the green room with the camera crew. And I'm literally against the wall like this, <laughs> shimmying out of the room. And I go out there and I'm like, and the, the management there, they were really nice. But they were like, Gina, we're so sorry. And I was like, can you just not do that to me, please? Like, <laughs> just let me wait in the showroom next time. Like, I'm fine with being in the showroom. Like, y'all swore up and down that I could chill in that green room. And now I look like an asshole because I had to shimmy out of the room. Imagine like there's a clip of you going like. I know. All you see in the camera is me going. <laughs> and uh, the, so, the MC Hammer legs. Um, that night, it was uh, Sarah Silverman, uh, Pete Holmes, and Chris Tucker came through. Oh, right? Cool. So, I took a picture with Chris Tucker. <laughs> still, still a fan. You feel me? And still you know a what? Fan. I was like, this was the dumb shit I said to Chris Tucker that probably made him want to drop kick me. <laughs> I was like, I, I love The Fifth Element. It's my favorite movie. Like, I don't what? mention Friday. Yo. I don't mention Rush Hour. I say The Fifth Element. Did you go, ho, 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 ho. green. Yo, um, Gina, you must be somehow some way related to our side of the Puerto Rican family because love the fifth element, our yo. dad, favorite movie, that's fifth the element, best. that's the best. favorite action hero, Steven Seagal. Yeah, we're related. I you over here eating cow tongue, something's up. Something's up. <laughs> something Some, don't something seem was right. In, something was in the water. So that night, everybody like, you know, we're all in the green room and we're, we're all smoking. I smoke weed. So we was all smoking weed and we was having a good time. And like, they put it, they were like, okay, the show order is going to go like this. We're going to have uh, Sarah's going to go up, then Pete, then Chris Tucker, and then we're going to put you on, Gina. <laughs> I was like, wow. so the lineup is legit. The lineup wow. was, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Who the fuck is this bitch? Like, it's like literally, <laughs> that was the lineup. So I was like, whatever. So I knew, I was like, well, I got to 
do a set. Like I gotta, gotta go, go out go there. And I gotta. Yeah. I gotta freaking kill tonight because I can't look bad. I'm the one that's working mm-hmm. this whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So I like the other comics. They just kind of went up there and messed with the audience a little bit, had their fun, got their laughs and bounced. I was like, I gotta go out there and be like. So I went out there, had a really good set. I came back there, backstage, and Jimmy was like, "You're really funny, man." Uh, and I was like, thank you so much. And he was like, so um, you're going to come with us to Caesars, right? Now, mind you, my anti-social ass was like, I was planning on going to watch Netflix, but whatever. <laughs> um, I was like, cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. How do I get there? Like, I'm not from Vegas. <laughs> like, I don't even know where you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, just come with us. So now I'm in a limo with Jimmy Kimmel, Damn. Sarah Silverman, Jimmy's wife, Jimmy's cousin, and Sarah's manager. Um, and I'm like, this is wild. This is crazy. And they're all having a hilarious, you know, conversation about, uh, hairy butts. And so <laughs> happens all the time. We, we end up going <laughs> to Caesars and, you know, we get to Caesars, we get to the, you know, the cigar room where they were all hanging out. And I, you know, again, like I hang out and then my social meter just goes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, I'm done hanging out now. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave. And so I go up to Jimmy and I'm like, uh, Hey, thank you so much for having me on tonight. Uh, I love the club, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'd really like to have you on the show. And I was like, mm, cool. Because, like, at this point, we've all been drinking. We've all been smoking. I'm like, I don't know if you're serious. If he even knows what he's, saying. what he's saying right now. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, whatever. So I text my manager, though, and I'm like, Jimmy said he wants me on the show. <laughs> Just look into it if you can. Yeah, blah, right. Blah, That's blah. smart. Yeah. And so within, like, I think a week or two weeks, they gave me a date. They were like, this is the date. And I think it was it was uh, around my anniversary. Nice. So we just took an anniversary trip to Vegas. Oh, and yeah. that's where I filmed my set for Kimmel. But it was just so funny how that all came about because had I not gone out that night, had mm-hmm. I not hung out, you know, had I not said to myself, I got to really bring it tonight, um, none of that would have happened. The stars were aligned. They, it really was. Really thank God was your anti-social you. ass yeah, decided to go out. Thank God I knew it a bit. I was like, come on, you Gina, know, just go out for a couple what? minutes. That's so cool. That, yeah. Yo, pep talk. Like, yo, we got this. I was giving me a pep talk. I was like, <laughs> don't go. I will reward you. We could go to the Chinese spot. But in, after. A, in, a, in, a, in an instant like <laughs> that, like all of us. Tacos. Yeah, I'm going to get some lingua tacos. <laughs> if any of us this. were in that situation, right, it's like, how are you going to... Jimmy Kimmel's inviting you to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say nah. Even yeah. if you're anti-social, you, you know, any person with a brain. But I'm also I'm mad there. sus of anybody in Hollywood. As like, you should. I'm sorry. No disrespect, but like. Not everybody's Y'all your live friend. a life that's that true. I don't understand yeah, and I don't mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to be hanging with you one second and then you're going to be going off on me because I say some shit that you don't like or because mm-hmm. whatever, maybe you're a loose cannon. Maybe you live a lavish life and all of a sudden everybody's popping bottles and I'm like, I don't got bottle popping money. Bop- yeah. mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave. And like people get really weird. So I'm always very cautious. Like when I hang out with people, even in those cool moments, I'm like, you know, still like watch your six. Like be careful, man. Did like you Jimmy Kimmel where he likes it from the front of the back? I would never. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he goes, well, well, when you put it that way, I'm more of a side well. guy. <laughs> side Can I guy. say both? I'm, I'm more of a side guy. I'm a side guy. <laughs> but as we come to a close, thank you so very much, Gina. Thank from you. the bottom of the set and forgetters, yes, us really appreciate and our it. audience will. They're going to, like, fucking flip. <laughs> you, I appreciate it Thank so you much. so much, Gina, for all. You were super amazing. I, I spoke so highly about you. And you know what? You didn't. And you did not. You dis- didn't, yeah. 
Yeah, you let me down. Thank you. Jen was like, yeah, yo, she's from the Bronx. And then the Bronx media was like, yeah, she's valid everywhere. Valid, 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 valid. Yeah, you're going to have all our setters and forgetters, like, literally fangirling you and staying like, oh, my God, it's real. But, yo, go put, y'all really want a fangirl for some Gina, yo. By the time y'all listening to this, is Friday, which means the next day is Saturday, which means Gina's performing at Central Park for the concert for mental health awareness, right? I do my research. So glad you mentioned that. When, is there any sh- any other a future show? Go check out yeah. Gina Brion on her website. Gina she has she has all her tour dates pulling oh. up. She's Did going to New York. <laughs> She's going to New oh, York. So She's just, going to PA, and that's that's as far as I got. That's right. too far. From lit, lit. I'm glad you know that though. That's on your Instagram. Yeah, it's uh. If you go on my Instagram, there's a link tree. If you click on that, you'll you go. Oh, you, you get, get to, to see everything website. now. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Cause I need to. We need to go to a We're show. We're gonna pop yeah. up. We're gonna pull up Saturday. What y'all pull doing up. Saturday? I'm we pull up to the concert for Saturday. mental health awareness at Central Park, and then we take it from there. I'm you need tickets to do that one? Oh wait, did do you we? say? Did we just make Shut up! Did you say cupcakes? <laughs> cupcakes. Oh, hold up one second. <laughs> I'll pull up to the Central Park. Here you go, Gina. Hey, Gina. Gotta go, Gina. <laughs> Yellow cupcakes with chocolate frosting. Got you. Thank what, you. What? Central Park? At Central you. Park. That's my for the for the stand up. Oh my god! god How many it. times <laughs> you gotta say it? I said, are oh, y'all down? Yeah, I ain't doing Why shit. I'm really making cupcakes, but I got you on those. Thank you. I don't know. I'm there. I'll probably be with it. I gotta see what I'm doing. Do I gotta get tickets? I gotta check my. I just saw dates and I was like, ah, yeah, it should just. That's this Saturday coming. This Saturday, the twenty first. It's probably all donations, right? All the tickets go. Let me talk. Let me see if like I don't know if there's if they're taking donations or there's tickets, but either way, we'll get y'all in. Like no problem. I heard this. That is it. Forget us. Check out our new weekend warrior. Episode. Where she we, ain't a doofy. <laughs> I ain't no nah, I'm you. That we definitely. Nah, I'm definitely. What live. time is the show? I didn't check. I think that it starts part. at nine p.m. P.m. We out. We get a little. We get a little. Mm-mm before. Get a little pull litty. up. Get I might be oh, we done with the cookies kick it, by that time. We kick snakes. it old school. We get the little bottle. Get a little. Make it, boop, I might be making get 150 it. cupcakes. Yeah. Or yo, that's a bi- yo getting up there. What the fuck? I can meet you in your crib and we can leave together. We can take it from there, baby. I'm oh, definitely down. This is a plan. Right. This, this is, is a plan. plan. Now. We'll right, talk right. more after the episode is over. But as we come to the wonderful close, set as and forget us. I've been your host with the Moses, Robbie Rob the Robster, aka Lil Day because I got oh, that Jesus cake, Christ. Zebra because I got them stripes, <laughs> aka mm, David. Mm, nah, I'm the new Julian. David. Mm, Pissing me off already. His and <laughs> we've been here with Nano, Jen, Hi. David. What up? And I got to lower the music for one because she likes it when I say Gina. <laughs> you know what? Gina. It, if you need somebody any, to introduce you for. <laughs> you know, from now on, when you do your shows, you need Rob to bomb. Yeah. yeah. I, I really get the Spanish part right, but don't ask me to speak Spanish. No. Um, K. Yes, no, see. K-Pasas? Savessa? Now we talking. Quesadillas? Rob, but if, you, if you're going intru- to start introducing, you can't. Uh, this ain't Rob, Zebra with the scrape, you just got to introduce. Zebra with the scrape. Zebra with the scrape. And the next <laughs> that's before, bro. That's how fast I am. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
people with the scrapes. I can't. <laughs> you already know. Set us and forget us. Anchor.fm forward slash sci-fi. S-I-A-F-I. Instagram. Set it and forget it. Gina, where can they follow you? You guys can follow me at Gina Brion on the TikTok. On the, mm. the tickety talk. The tickety talk. At G Brion on Instagram. And mm. please check out my website, GinaBrion.com. That's right. Go check her out Saturday. Goodbye, y'all. tomorrow. Go check her out Central Park. Peace out, y'all. We love y'all. Peace out, everybody. Bye.